Did you do it at the same yeah, time? Yeah, I did it at the same time as you. Okay, good. Okay. Okay, so. Hi. All right. Hi. Welcome to. To. I could, I could be, be friends, with, friends her. with her. I forgot that that gets really confusing when we're in different places. I don't remember how we oh, did it last time. I don't either. Um, cause you have a lag. Do I have a? We wait. Both you say- lag for each other. Okay, you, and last you... time it was just one of us recording, so we were able to be like, okay, I'll just sync up with you, and you just say uh... it normally, but now we're both recording, and you're gonna, boom, put them together. <laughs> I am? Yeah. I'm so, good luck to me. Yep. I'll figure it out. It's okay. I don't need to write my research paper and my research. No. Um, stuff tomorrow no i'll just i'll just work on this tomorrow instead that sounds good yeah please do i will don't worry okay good school is for school is for losers you know what else is good what i have a cold and i can't breathe out of my nose well i had a cold the last time we recorded via skype okay but this is different because it's me oh i'm sorry i really hate earbuds um I'm sorry. That's not my problem. (laughs) I'm kidding. It is my problem since this is like... This is our... Yeah, our thing. Combined baby. Yeah. Isn't that how babies normally work? Yeah. (laughs) It's two people combined. Okay, so this is the Halloween... (laughs) This is the Um, Halloween baby. (laughs) This episode will be coming out um, Halloween weekend. Not on Halloween, but the Saturday that everyone celebrates Halloween. So it's our Halloween. It is episode. our Halloween. It's going to be spooky. Super I mean, spooky. I don't want to Turn speak. your lights on. Don't go saying our names no, turn in the your bathroom. Lights off. No, because then it's going to be too spooky. No, you need extra spooky. This is the extra spooky episode that requires exactly. lights on. Subtitles on. Mm. Turn your... Well, whatever. Turn your brain subtitles on. You need them. That's what okay. I do, like, whenever I'm watching scary movies that I don't want to, like, feel super scared of. I turn the subtitles on to, like... Because it's just, like, a constant reminder, oh, this is just a movie. Like, someone made this. Oh. I thought it was, like, so you could see what's happening, like, a second before it actually happens. That's a, that's a good part, too. But, nope, it's just to remind myself. that Like, oh, okay. so I don't get too engrossed in it, you know? Yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Alright, well, um, what are I you, forgot... What are you going to be for Halloween? We which which time? Which day? Because uh, I'm doing the three-day... Well, we're considering Saturday to be Halloween, so... Oh, so I guess if Saturday is Halloween, I'm doing Louise from Bob's Burgers. That's so weird, because I'm doing Tina from Bob's Burgers. Oh my god! What a coincidence. That's such it's a almost like we planned it. Almost. Almost. Not quite. But it's believable enough. Even to us. Even we <laughs> would believe that by that our... It was a coincidence. That our planning could convince us that we had planned it. Yep. Just because we planned it doesn't mean it was planned, you know? Just a happy accident <laughs> that we were like, what day should we happy. dress up for as Tina no, and Louise? No, no, that's, that's, that's not what happened. That's not what happened, though. It's a complete coincidence. Complete coincidence. Yep. Okay. You know what okay. else is a complete what? coincidence? What? Who I picked to talk about for this episode. And the fact <laughs> that it's kind of spooky season. Uh-huh. It's kind of spooky. Who are you talking about? It has nothing to do with the fact that it's Halloween. Oh. I'm just kidding. It has everything to do with the fact that it's Halloween. Okay, good. Because okay. we had a whole conversation about how we were going to do spooky. <laughs> well, spooky I mean, women. it's like we consider it spooky because it's been, that's how... It's been Hollywoodized as spooky, but it doesn't have to be. So today I am talking about the voodoo queen, the Creole New Orleans voodoo practitioner, Marie Catherine Laveau. Okay, I just want you to know that I almost did her. Well, good thing you did it because mine is way better than yours would have been. I... Just like, kidding. It was on my list. I had a very long list. Well, of, of course. That I, I mean, to do. this is like. But like, 
I, di I didn't do like any research, so I don't really know anything about her, and I'm very excited. For anyone who doesn't know, voodoo or voodoo is a combination of African and Native American religions and traditions with Christianity. Um, so it's kind of like a combination of all these cultures forcefully coming together because yeah. of circumstances that weren't great but this thing was born mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so it's seen as part of the occult and it's never recognized truly it's never been recognized truly as a religion but that's how the practitioners see it but most of the info about marie laveau has been passed down through oral tales of people who are really interested in voodoo and those people around her um, so there's a lot of debate about whether she was born in 1801 or 1974 because there's documents oh. saying she was born, I mean, 1794. I got that confused. <laughs> I was <laughs> that's, like, that's a so big incredibly. difference. Nope, 1794. That's not, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but there's things saying, saying both. Um, yeah. So, but it was, it's likely early September, um, and she was born to freed slave Marguerite Dark and Trell, who is said to be part Choctaw, and the plantation owner, Charles Laveau, who is the son of a prominent New Orleans politician. Um, but Marguerite was his mistress. Um, so whenever she had Marie, she gave Marie to her grandmother, Catherine, so that, like, Charles Laveau wouldn't go off, you know? Yeah. Um, so Marie was the her first generation in her family to not be born into slavery. Her great-grandmother was from West Africa, and her grandmother, Catherine, who she lived with, was bought by Francois Palme, who was a free businesswoman of color. So, oh. and Catherine bought her freedom and got the family home in, in the French Quarter on 152 Rue uh, St. Anne, which is now called 1020 St. Anne Street. So I Let's guess, go. yeah. I want to go. Yeah, there's like a lot of tours and stuff, but I'll talk about that later. Um, okay. But yeah, so it's like, it wasn't like unheard of for um, people of color to own slaves. Like it definitely wasn't yeah. common, but it was like, I guess, like, I'll, like if you're gonna, okay. Uh, so yeah, but uh Marie kind of, like, she grew up on the planta plantation and, or no, it was either she grew up on the plantation or in the house, but since there's not a lot of, like, officially known information, it's kind of, like, one of those. Yeah. Um, but it was known that she was a devout Catholic, and she went to Mass every day of her life. Like, oh, she was Lord. an incredibly devout Catholic, and, like, Oof. even, like, once she got older, she became even more devout. Um, she was said to be, like, tall and beautiful, and she was praised for her lighter skin since she was, she was considered, she was thought to be a third African-American, a third Native American, and a third, like, I don't know, white colonial, like. Yeah. <laughs> but she so was. So she had, like, lighter skin. Right. Yeah. But she was kind of, like, the symbol of all these cultures that had been yeah. meshed together like she was like the epitome of what creole had become which was like all these people in this french like colony of america mm -hmm. um so on august 4th 1819 she married jacques this says jacques paris but it might be jacques paris because that sounds yeah i bet that's it okay it's probably jacques, jacques paris um <laughs> So her wedding was presided over by Father Antonio de Sedella, which I or Sedella, I don't know. It was really bad because it says Antonio, which I'm assuming Sedella. Uh, I have no idea. Anyway, but he was known as Père <laughs> um, Antony, and uh, she knew him really, really well because later on she was a nurse for a brief period of time. Um, and often, like, when her patients would be, like, on their deathbeds, he would be the priest that was there, like, praying for them. Yeah. So that they cool. knew each other really well, and then he, like, married her and her husband. So that was cool. But Jacques Ferry was um, part of a Haitian immigration following the 1804 Haitian Revolution. Um, and this immigration included slaves, slave owners, and other free people of color. Um 
And this was another part of like the voodoo revival in New Orleans. In 1824, he disappeared under mysterious circumstances, and before, like, anything was found out, she started calling herself Widow Paris. Like, it was customary to, like, be, like, Widow, my husband's last name, but, like, she was like, oh, he's gone, guess I'm Widow Paris now. Yeah, when they Um, didn't even know if he was dead. Exactly. He just was gone. Ooh, right. Spooky. Yeah, but um, it's thought that he also might have abandoned her and her two kids. So she was like, I guess he's dead to me now. Um, yeah, but they had two sure. kids, um, Felicite and Angel. Angel. Yep. <laughs> Not Angel. Angel. Nope, there's any at the okay. end. Oh, okay. Okay, so then, uh, so during this marriage, she started working as a hairdresser, especially to rich white women. And this Mm -hmm. is important because, like, she would go into their homes and, like, she was trusted with their family and business secrets or scandals. So she heard everything, like, in the rich white community. So she had, like, all the deeds. I would give everything to just be able to snoop on that level. right <laughs> like oh my gosh it's so Life interesting goals. to me like because like it's always like there's no other thing where i go in and i'm expected to like talk to the person i'm paying except like yeah. therapy i guess but like yeah it's like therapists and hairdressers you just sit there and talk and it's, yes do like hairdressers have to learn how to snoop how to i gossip? mean i feel like maybe just if you're a snoopy person, you're just drawn to that line of work, you know? We should ask our friend who is now. Yeah, who's actually <laughs> in school to do this. I'm super her. snoopy, but I'm definitely not a hairdresser. Yeah, same. Maybe I should but be. I, Maybe. But I am in school to be a therapist, so I'm, I'm <laughs> <a little> snoopy. <laughs> That's, like, beyond hairdresser. It's like, yeah. if you're, like, a little bit gossipy, you can be a hairdresser, mm-hmm. but it's, like... If you're just so nosy, you have to know everything, you become a therapist. Yep. That's it. That's it. You don't yep. have to learn anything. It's just like they literally <laughs> just give you a test, and it's like scale 1 to 10, how snoopy are you? And they put you in a job based on that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yep. Okay. So <laughs> she was like a six hairdresser. Um, Solid six. So this is so around this time she was like, also a nurse and this included back then this included like doing minor surgery which is wild um and i don't know if it was like earlier in her career or later once she had kind of like retired from voodoo that she was a nurse for prisoners on death row um but she also like had patients that she'd bring back to her house um so like mid 1820s like quickly after she became widow purry um, she got with, I, I wrote, gets with, aka common law marriage, um, <laughs> Louis, Christophe, <sighs> yep, okay, <laughs> it's, um, it's Dumesnil de Glapion, yep, okay, that I, sounds about right I to me. took Spanish for two years, <laughs> but, um, he was part of a prominent family, um, and for anyone like me who doesn't know, a common law marriage means it's basically understood that they would be married, but they didn't go through the technicalities. I was actually just about to ask. Okay, I figured that you would, was. so I put that in there. Um, so, so it's, it's just like, like, hey, we're married, but like not legally? It's like, you know, like people who've been together for like 20 years, just like, yeah, like it's just like, yeah, this is my wife. They just like, maybe they like they, didn't have the money or didn't. value didn't have the time or something or just okay we're like why do we need to do this like we can just be together you know yeah so that's kind of like a common law marriage so it has some legal like pull i guess Mm -hmm. is the word for it yeah but it's not as widely like officially recognized now yeah like you can't put them on your health insurance right i think it used to be like you used to be able to but But now now it's that you might be able to, but I don't know. Um, but anyway, so they only had like fifteen kids together. <gasps> and Tyler, <laughs> you have such a theme. And it was of... like they were just like but like they didn't just have fifteen kids together. They yeeted them out like oh. like all in like super quick succession. 
Okay, you have a theme of <laughs> women with a ton of kids. I just couldn't really find anything on them, except for uh, Marie Laveau II, but I'll talk about her later. Um, did she but, have, wait, did she have other kids with her first husband who went missing? Yeah, it was um, Felicite and Angel. Okay, so she has 17 kids. Yeah. But that's, that's like, many. it's just like, it's always just like one sentence, you know? Jesus Christ, that's like, insane. Like, let's remember that she was doing all this other stuff. But I mean. Um, I just want to also point out that that is 6.3 consecutive years of pregnancy. Editing Annabelle here, it is actually 12.75 years. Um, not six, whatever I said. It's much more than six years. Um. Wow. That's a lot. Of... That's a lot. That's, like, as long as I've been alive. Same. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if you think about it, it's, like, it's, like, if being pregnant was your full-time job, that yeah. probably would have been your entire life. What? Because it's, like, be serious. Was that in Divergent where they were, like, they were, like, the people who were, like, <gasps> no, it was in The Giver, wasn't it? I thought it was. I think it was in The Giver. Oof. They were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the giver because in Divergent, like there was actual like you like fell in love and had a family yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, in I'm pretty the sure giver, it was the giver where they were like people who like yeah, and then after they couldn't anymore, they had to like go work on the farms. Yeah, like, they had to become laborers. <gasps> oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that. Oh that gosh. book was wild. That is the movie is awful. Don't ever watch the movie. I watched it and I didn't mind it. My thing is that, like, movies that aren't, like, really close to the book, I don't mind, because it's, like, you can't put the whole book in there. Like, But they added things that were so not in the... They added things. Okay, but you have to, like, f still fill in holes. No, like, because the book doesn't have any holes. Okay, but you can't put the whole book in there. So it's, like, if you can't put these four chapters in there, or you can put in one chapter from them, it's not going to make sense. So you basically just have to replace it okay. with this whole other idea that can be more concisely portrayed. No, but they added, um, like, a love interest, which was, like, completely and totally unnecessary. Oh, I don't remember. It's been a long time. Yeah, it has that been a long time. But I, I literally think about it daily because it made me so mad. But I feel like, like, it's part of, like, the film thing. It's like there has to be a love interest, you know? Yeah, but why? Because it's, like... There no, there doesn't have to be a love interest. Here's the thing. Have you ever taken, like, a film class or anything? No. I'm pretty sure if you took one, they would could explain to you why. Okay, but it's not, like, a film thing. It's, like, a society thing. Why do we have to have a love interest? Why is it... Why is that the focus of everyone's... Well, why do you have life? to have a climax? Why do you have to have conflict? Because that's what a movie is, but, like... Okay, but... But you can have you can have a movie without a love interest. Can you have one without obstacles? Yeah. Can you have one without a plot? I mean, yeah, you can. But like, those are like things that make. But it a like movie. wouldn't be exactly same thing. <gasps> no. Well, I mean, I think like love interest is like. I think it's kind of like a super vague thing that's not always like super obvious, but it's like there'll be like some kind of tension or something in most movies. Okay, but tension is not the same thing as a love interest. Yeah, it is. No, it's sometimes not. that's what it. That's all it is. But it has to be there. Okay, let's just keep talking about the voodoo queen. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay, so her okay. and Louie, they're chilling with their fifteen kids and her previous two kids. Um, they stay together until his death in eighteen fifty-five. Um. And she went on to live, like, almost, like, 30 more years. Um, but anyway, so, back to when he was alive. Um, so, obviously, she has 15 kids now. She kind of has to move into domestic life. Um, but this prompted her career in voodoo. So, um, she learned from v what I called him voodoo specialist. Nice. Um, Dr. John, or John Bayou. Um... And by the 1830s, she was considered one of the voodoo queens, and eventually she was the voodoo queen. Um, but her popularity, um, like in addition to her skill in voodoo, came from her prominent and theatrical persona. 
so she really like she had a knack for the for drama you yeah know? she put on a show right so um she was known to have like made sacrifices and conducted rituals from her home uh, in on saint anne street um and she had weekly rituals where participants would dress in all white and chant and sing to spirits and this was like anybody would come to these um, but she was kind of special because she used Catholic traditions and her voodoo practice to appeal to upper class New Orleans people. Um, so I guess to make it like less bad, I guess. Yeah, it's like, because like, I feel like voodoo has always had kind of like a bad negative connotation. Rep. Yeah. Right. But it's also it like evil because it's so heavily wrapped in like race and culture and everything that you base she was basically just trying to make it seem more white i guess with like the catholic traditions um but that's like a big part of why it's considered like the occult yeah um but like this included like using things like holy water and incense or statues of saints and she included prayers and everything um and the ritualistic aspects of voodoo are called hoodoo Ooh. So it's like voodoo, but with an H. Nice. She connected with spirits she believed presided over daily life through music, dance, and snakes. Snakes. And she had like a boa named Zombie. Zombie. It's zombie, but without the E. So it's like. Oh, yeah. It's like a traditional African name, but it's like just sounds. I don't know how to pronounce it. I am it, going so it to name like my first child zombie. I want to get a. I want to have a pet, and it be named Zombie. That would probably make more sense <laughs> to have a pet. And not yeah, but yeah. So, um, but these spirits, like she believed, there was like nice ones, but also like not necessarily evil ones, but ones that definitely didn't have good intentions. Dark like, side. Like, yeah, but there were more. I don't know the word. Just kind of like they wanted to like mess with people mm, like and like mischievous. That that one. That's the word. Okay. Um, she led ceremonies at Congo Square, which was a place where people of different races could mix freely in the heavily segregated um, Arab New Orleans. Um, so this was mainly like on Sundays when the slaves were freed. For the rest of the day to do whatever they want, they go to these ceremonies. Um, and she also led secret meetings at Maison Blanche, which is literally White House. So it's a White House in New Orleans, which I'm almost sure is the one in American Horror Story. That I've never, in. I've never watched American. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so um, she made money by selling charms but also providing services such as curing ailments through magic, granting wishes, destroying literally or figuratively enemies, um, told fortunes, gave advice, etc. Wait, um, how did she literally destroy enemies? I think it's just kind of like like something bad would happen to them. Like she'd curse them? Right. Of? Like, oh, okay. She wouldn't like actively kill she them. wouldn't just like go out and just shoot them okay. but it was like her magic could lead to their like social okay. or actual demise okay, okay okay um so she was like everybody loved or hated her um like newspapers and like just like out in public would like call her a hag that just like went by this name like voodoo queen yeah um some people like feared her because of what they heard happened to offenders but she was also greatly admired for her healing powers and like the work she did for her community um so definitely like very mixed reviews but yeah i think overall she did some good things and she did some bad things seems to be the general but like i feel like that's i mean that's that's everywhere right yeah it didn't seem like she was particularly trying to hurt anybody yeah 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 so she said that she was gonna retire around like 1874 75 but she was thought to have been practicing at least through 1875 like on the down low like doing like tarot card readings and stuff just in her house like she wasn't publicly doing anything um 
but she died in her mid-80s on June 15, 1881 in her home, and she was buried in the Laveau-Glapion family crypt in St. Louis Cemetery, number one. Number one. Three. And it's the most visited gravesite in New Orleans, and it has more visitors than Elvis Presley's gravesite. But I, I do want to point out, though, that that cemetery is um, now, currently, as of, like, the last couple of years, only open to um, family I was members l- l- oh. of the buried people there. Yeah. Like, you can't go anymore. Well, I thought it was, like, okay, because I have something here that's, like, it's close to the public except when accompanied by tour guides. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Maybe it's been updated. Yeah, they, I, they probably still do, like, tours, but, like, you can't just, like, wander. Right. But I was about to get to that. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay, I'll that's like the That's, like, the only research that I did before I decided <laughs> not to do this. Okay, <laughs> sounds good. Was okay. on the cemetery. <laughs> but it's said that her spirit will come to those who leave offerings, such as, like, coins or Mardi Gras beads, flowers, rum, candles... <laughs> So it's, like, when people, like, want advice or help or whatever. Um, and it was also vandalized frequently with an X or three Xs. Oh. There was two different things. But it said um, that if you did that, then you'd have a wish granted by her. But because of the rampant vandalization, that's why it was closed off oh. to the public. Um, but, so... Um, her daughter, Marie Laveau II, followed in her footsteps, and she, but she was very infamous. Like, she wasn't quite as famous as her mother, but she was, instead of being mostly admired, she was mostly despised and feared. Um, but it was kind of interesting because her mother stayed famous because people often confused the two. So they were like, oh, she's still alive and out here doing stuff. And whenever Marie Laveau II died... Um, like Marie Laveau just instantly kind of disappeared into obscurity because she, they, everyone was like, oh, Marie Laveau died even though she'd been dead. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so many people confuse the two. So um, in pop culture, she is the protagonist of several novels that I didn't feel like writing them all down, but... I'm sure they're cool. So she was um, very loosely portrayed as Angela Bassett in American Horror Story, and it was a season that I really liked, so I put that in there. And, like, her snake was in there, and it was all really cool. And she also appears in a Marvel comic. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, which one? Hannibal, don't ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> you okay. want to go look it up yourself. Read okay. them all. Read every single Marvel. Every comic, single Marvel. Whenever, whenever you find the one with her, I'll I'll give you a high five. Just a high five. That's it's it. Not I worth have it. nothing else. I have That's... nothing else. I have nothing else to give you. Okay. I have like eight boxes of mac and cheese. You can have one, but like one. I can only have one. You can have. I have to feed myself. <laughs> uh... But I read every single Marvel comic in existence, and you're just going to give me this a box of This is all I have just... to offer you. I'm pretty sure there's other things you can also do by having read every Marvel comic in existence. Like, maybe you'll be in Guinness Book of World Records or something. But I want to be in Guinness World Records. I, mean, I want eight boxes of mac and cheese. I'll give you a dollar, and that can be part of your mac and cheese fund. I have nothing else. I have nothing else, Annabelle. I'm going to give you nothing else, so just don't read them. But I already bought them all. Annabelle! (laughs) Okay, so some... I have... So I'm almost done, but um, some conspiracies on Marie Laveau is that she actually gained her info by listening in on the gossip of rich white clients as a hairdresser. So, like, they say that, like the fortune telling and advice and stuff came from she also could like blackmail people because she yeah. had all this information yeah. so um it's one of the ideas is that like she used her contacts to convince other people like hey i need to make this guy lose this election or something and oh, she would like yeah. pass it along down her down her network um so and of her uh, magical healing powers she had knowledge from nursing of medicinal herbs and roots but i think i don't know like how 
closely pertinent to her healing powers, that is. So, yeah. uh, that's, like, very loose conspiracy. Also, it's said that she got her house not from her grandmother, Catherine, getting it from her family, but by helping this rich dude free his son of a murder charge by holding three peppers in her mouth, infusing them with her intentions, hiding them under the seat of the judge, and nailing a cow's tongue under the seat of the prosecutor, which caused the prosecutor to not be able to present the case, thus, like, not, the son wasn't charged, that, and that then was... the dude gave her the house. That was a wild ride from beginning to end. So that whole I've never um, heard how... beginning to end. I've only heard start to finish. Not once has anyone told me <laughs> that was a wild ride from beginning to end. It's always a wild ride from start to finish. So this is the first time I am six hundred years old. Times. <laughs> you have to understand. <laughs> It's like you saw it somewhere, and you were like, I'm going to try to relate. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> you okay. could have even just said that was a wild ride. Like, you didn't even have to. <laughs> well, it was wild at the beginning, and it was wild in the middle, and it was wild at the end. The whole peppers. Or you could say, from start to finish. Okay, well, I thought it was that from is... beginning to end. Okay, whatever. Why did you... Okay, how... Peppers? She put peppers in her mouth and She put her peppers in her mouth, infused them with her intentions, as you do. Oh, okay. I think I did that once to get my mom (laughs) to let me stay home I normally don't like peppers, but whenever I can... Once you infuse them with those intentions, they're just... They're just so sweet. They're great. Yeah, they're super good. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah. So, um... She, okay, I think it's also worth mentioning, I forgot what it was called, or I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I didn't write it down. She was, um, she had this iconic, like, turban headdress that had, like, seven points throughout it to, like, represent a crown because she was, like, the voodoo queen. Yeah, so that's what's, like people like around her house her house is said to be very haunted understandably Uh, and like people can stay there and stuff you can't let's go yeah no i refuse um but it's like whenever people see like her ghost she's like wearing did she die in the house yeah let's go let's just go but she like like, lived there her entire life yeah we don't have to stay the night let's just go okay we'll see um so just like real quick my sources Mm -hmm. are like the Times picking you an archive on NOLA.com, um, Wikipedia, always. Always. Um, this blog for American women history, and she was in the category of scandalous women. Ooh. Um, that was womenhistoryblog.com, and then also from Ghost City Tours. So, yeah. Nice. That is Marie Catherine Laveau. I just saw the reflection of something in the window, and I literally almost peed my pants. Never mind. Please please do not. Don't. (laughs) Please no. Oh, that scared me a lot for like half a second, because I knew that it was just a reflection. Let's let's move on. Okay. Do you want to move on to my story, which is definitely going to be scarier? Uh, Okay. Are you ready? I am ready. Are you ready to be scared? Yeah. Okay, I'm really, really excited about okay, this. Okay, I'm super excited too. Okay, so. Um, so, okay. okay. So I am. So. <laughs> Stop mocking me. Stop mocking me. Okay. Okay. So... <laughs> I didn't even mean to do it. It just came out. I am going to be covering Lorraine Warren who is half of an iconic ghost hunting team. So she um, was a ghost hunter or ghost investigator mm-hmm. with her um, husband, Ed. Um, and so I Wait, know this isn't... I need to call someone. Who are you going to call? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what about that ghost hunter? <laughs> So her husband Ed. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, this whole podcast is, like, you know, about the women. So I'm not going to talk about him. Please don't. I'm going to mainly focus on her. But it's kind of hard to talk about her without mentioning him every now and then. Yeah. Okay. Because they were a team. Right. 
but she was still like a trailblazing woman for paranormal investigation. Um, let's get into it. Okay. So she was born uh, January 31st, 1927, and um, she has professed for like I guess her whole life um to be clairvoyant and a light trance medium so clairvoyance is the alleged ability to gain information about an object person location or physical event through extrasensory perception Ooh. so she um I really don't know what that means okay (laughs) but she was also like a medium so she could like see and speak to okay dead people what is light trance? Um, I guess that's just kind of like, um, I guess there's like levels. So like, there's like the people who like see them very clearly and hear uh-huh. them very clearly. And then maybe like light trance is like a little less clearly, but like still. Right. I don't know. I totally just made that up. Okay. That sounds but legit. It sounds legit to me too. There's nothing more scientific than just being like, I made it up. Exactly. I mean, that's all a hypothesis is. It's True. Just, that is. This is what I made up. Anyway. On the side, um, a hypothesis is basically like a law of nature. There's not really any difference. Exactly. Okay. So, she married <laughs> Ed um, when he was on leave from the Navy when they were both 17 years old. They were little tiny babies getting married. Uh, little tiny 17-year-old babies getting cute. married. Cute. um and then ed uh left to go fight in world war ii and lorraine had their first daughter um so after the navy um ed became a painter and was pretty successful and they traveled around new england selling his paintings oh i thought you just meant like a house like painter and i was like Good for him, but, like, I was like, why is he, what? No, yep, sorry, like an artist, painter. Understood. Um, Yep. So, when they were on the road, um, if Ed heard of a haunted house, like, in the place that they were going, he would um, drag Lorraine to go check it out. (laughs) Uh, Because, apparently, he grew up in a haunted house, and so he's kind of just always been fascinated with ghosts. Don't do that to your kids. (laughs) There was, like, a whole bunch of um, information about the house that he grew up in, but this isn't about him. Yeah, no, ignore it. Um, And so she would tell Ed, quote, oh, Ed, there's no such thing as ghosts. And that's what she said, but little did she know. Um, So to get into the houses, because this was in, like, the 50s-ish, 40s, 50s, so, like, these houses weren't, like, tourist attractions. They were, like, people's houses that people were living in, and there were just rumors of it being haunted. So, to get into the houses, Ed would stand across the street and sketch the house, and he would draw, like, ghosts coming out of the windows and doors and stuff. And then Lorraine would go knock on the door and say, oh, my husband loves to sketch and paint haunted houses, and he made this just for you. Oh, um, and that's so- creepy. Yeah, it kind of That's is creepy. creepy. Hi. Um, <laughs> so, um Hi, we painted your house. Would you would you like it? It would just be like a little like quick sketch. It wouldn't be like anything like fancy. That's weird. But yeah. Um but then the homeowners would be like, Oh, cool, come on in. Um so they could like see the rest of the house and sketch it if they wanted to or whatever. No. Nope. I don't know. <laughs> no. Stranger danger wasn't a thing in the forties, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess not. So they would get to go into the houses and um, look around and, like, actually talk with the homeowners about their personal experiences and stuff. Um, So they just kind of did this for a long time, and now we're jumping to 1952, um, when the Warrens founded the New England Society for Psychic Research, or NESPR. Um, And it is the oldest ghost hunting group in New England. Um, and in case you don't know, New England is very haunted. There's lots of old stuff there. It's very haunted. That's the place to go if you want to find a haunted house. I'll avoid it at all costs. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Nesper uses medical doctors, researchers, police officers, nurses, college students for some reason, and members of the clergy in their investigations. College students are the nosiest, most I guess dedicated. It's true. <laughs> true. They'll figure it 
anything out. I saw somewhere, but I didn't, like, write it down, um, that they also had, like, housewives that would volunteer. So I guess it's, like, bored housewives, um, who I guess were also very nosy. Um, yep. <laughs> but basically, the idea is that they had uh, believers and skeptics and, like, um, scientific people, etc. Um, on the team. be for yeah, everything. So, because, yeah, like, if you throw a bunch of people who are hardcore ghost believers into a haunted house, they're going to see things that they want to see. Um, But this way, they couldn't get, like, too many people being like, oh, you faked it. Um, So, yeah, it's, their investigations are kind of, like, based in religion, but also uses science. Um, They, as a team, are considered America's preeminent experts on the subjects of spirits and demonology, which is... Uh, a field that I would love to go into, demonology. Sounds fun. Is there a major in that? Um, maybe not here, but, like, maybe at Tulane. I feel like there would be, it's much more likely at Loyola for there to yeah, be because a it's a Catholic demonology. School. Yeah. Because, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, considering their work, you would never know if you just saw them on the street. Um, quote, they are not occultists, they are not strange, they are essentially ordinary people who happen to do extraordinary work. So they were just kind of just normal people, you know, they didn't seem uh, weird or wacky. Yeah. When you picture, like, a paranormal Unlike you and me. Exactly, we are crazy. (laughs) Super weird and wacky. (laughs) I'm so silly, hashtag... (laughs) Crazy always. Um, <laughs> so <yeah>. random. <laughs> Peace on. I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, uh, they do come from a religious perspective. They are both, um, I believe, Catholic. And this is kind of like what they say about it. Diabolical forces are formidable. These forces are eternal and they exist today. In a world that scoffs at ghosts and laughs at the unusual, the Warrens deliver a contrary message. That message is this. The fairy tale is true. The devil exists. God exists. And for us, as people out... Wait. As people out, very destiny hinges upon which one we elect to follow. That last bit didn't make any sense. I didn't understand any of it. Can you please summarize for me? Um, I don't know what that last bit said, because I think I typed it wrong. But basically, it's very, it's a very ominous, it's very ominous. Yeah, it made, like, I got, like, super, like, wild vibes mm-hmm. from it, but, like, in a creepy way. Yeah. I got super spoopy vibes. Yeah, so, but I don't basically, know it's just them saying, um, kind of, like, how ghosts and the unusual and all that and like the devil and whatnot is very um not taken very seriously with like current because we have like you know spooky movies and stuff right Um, but they're trying trying to um say like don't mess with it spooky back up okay they're trying to say like don't play with ouija boards because that's that can only lead to bad things like don't you need right. to take this stuff seriously because, um, because quote, the devil exists, God exists. Um, so Ooh. yeah, they're pretty intense. Um, yeah, they're not, Point they're taken. not out to make a funny, um, interesting TV show about ghosts. They're trying to scare you got from it. dealing with them. Um, so kind of like. I feel like a lot of paranormal investigators try to explain what spirits are. Like, some people say they're, like, residual energy. Some people say that they're, like, lingering souls, etc. Um, and so this is kind of how they describe it. Um, if you look at a fan and it's standing still, you can see the propellers very easily. But if that fan starts up, you can't see anything. It's invisible. Spirits are in that different vibrational field. They're all around us right now, but you can't see them. If you were like Lorraine, you could see them clear visually. Hear them clubadoo. I don't know what those words say. They're very loud. <laughs> Got it. So, um, so spirits are on a different 
vibrational field is what they say and people like Lorraine who are like mediums and clairvoyants can see that different field there is I was watching um what was I watching some show and now I can't remember what it was oh no I started watching The Haunting of Hill House on Netflix (gasps) is it good and so uh I've watched less than an episode but my roommates say it's good they're on like episode nine um but the guy that's like the, this author dude in it, he he was like the son in the house. Um, and so he's talking to this lady. He's like investigating her house for ghosts. And she's like, like, do you believe in the supernatural? And he's like, I believe anything that we don't understand yet, we just call supernatural. Like fire used to be yeah. supernatural. Technology used to be supernatural. I believe it's something natural that we just don't understand. Yeah. So the idea that it's just like like on another like wavelength and that it can like eventually be understood why that happens is like that's wild to me. Like it's not really supernatural. We, we just, just we haven't don't discovered get it, it yet. yet. We haven't studied it yet yeah right so they come yeah so they the warrens definitely do come at it from a religious and scientific perspective um interesting yeah which is a very interesting mix that you don't usually see um often with these types of people um so they wrote a lot of books about the paranormal and about their private investigations um, they claim to have done over 10,000 investigations in their career, including Ooh. some very um, prominent ones in pop culture that we all know and love, such as the Amneville Hauntings from Ooh. Amneville Horror. That was them? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the pa- they did the hauntings? <laughs> they investigated the hauntings, yes. <laughs> Okay. The Perrin family hauntings, which was the inspiration for The Conjuring. Oh, no. Um, The Infield poltergeist, which was the inspiration for The Conjuring 2. The Annabelle doll possession, um, which was the... um, Can you guess what the inspiration... What the what, it was for that what movie that that horror to? movie called Talia? Yep, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not called Annabelle. It, no, because that wouldn't make much sense. Because no one the doll is based al- on the doll name. The doll it's is already, already named, named Annabelle. Annabelle. You can't name the movie. Why name the movie? Exactly, yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, the Sneedker House Haunting, the Smurl Family Haunting, and the Union Cemetery. Those didn't lead to movies, but. The Sneedker and Smurl family haunting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure those are just Smurf names. <laughs> <Yeah>. Smurl Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, are you ready to get into the really creepy stuff? I'm going to talk about some no, of the stuff that they... No, I don't want to. Okay. Um, well, <laughs> too late. All right. Bye, everyone. <laughs> um, if you are... Follow us on Instagram. No. No. Not yet. <laughs> um, if you're very scared of ghosts... Um, you know, maybe stop listening unless you're Talia. Talia, you have to keep listening. I'll just t- I'll just tone out no. on every level but physical. No, don't listen. Okay, so I'm just gonna talk about two um, that they did, and I have a third one if we have extra time, but I don't have a lot of information about it. But okay, you are lucky that I didn't have time to um, find some of the videos and interviews and play them because they are terrifying. No, I don't want to. So, um, so the infield poltergeist, which is a favorite of mine. Um, so in 1977, the Hodgson family, Hodgson, um, began experiencing some strange stuff in the town of infield England, I think. I don't know. It's somewhere over the ocean. Um, Janet, which was, she was one of the kids at the time, and she was 11, and she kind of just got the worst of it. Um, A quote from Janet, um, we were sort of frightened, but also intrigued. (laughs) Me? (laughs) All the time. Exactly. Always. Every day. Uh Uh, So some of the things that children claim to experience and things that the Warrens and kind of other people um, experience include... Um, their beds unexplainably shaking, mysterious, intelligent knocking, 
um, a chest of drawers in the girl's room sliding on its own. Um, a policewoman once witnessed a chair wobble and slide with no um, cause of movement. That's where the dance came from. What? The wobble. Marbles anyway. and Legos, um, quote, zoom out of thin air and bounce off walls. Um, the spirit of an old man talked through Janet in a voice that was physically um, impossible for her to make without long-term damage to her vocal cords. She really just had a cold. Well, um, there was one point where the investigators uh, filled her mouth with water and taped it shut, and the voice was still able to produce clear as ever no thanks um and i've listened big pass i've listened to interviews with this old man talking through janet it is terrifying (gasps) zero out of ten would not recommend unless you don't enjoy sleeping because it is terrifying i love sleep it is distinctively an old man talking it is no way an 11 year old girl um janet was uh multiple times she was thrown from her bed violently and other furniture was like thrown on top of her and there are witnesses to this um such as the warrens um and there are photos and they are terrifying do you want me to explain one of them please no so um this picture that i'm looking at here (laughs) (laughs) janet is flying through the air with pure terror on her face um and in the corner of the photo is either lorraine or her mother i don't know who um her sister is also in the bed um on the other side of the room she actually doesn't look terrified she just looks annoyed at this point (laughs) (laughs) but there are there's a why is she getting all these exactly um so she's flying through the air pure terror on her face um and witnesses say that um, she kind of flew up into the air from a lying down position, so there's no way that she, like, bounced, like she was jumping. Um, So, yeah, um, it's a terrifying picture. Look it up. Um, Nope. Just Google. You don't have to for the people who are interested. Just Google uh, the infield poltergeist. Um, There are tons of pictures, and they are all equally terrifying. Um, a lot of people didn't believe. Who was like, oh, look at this, let me get my camera out. Well, they're the investigators. So they were just chilling with them, like, all the time? Yeah. For, like, days, weeks. That's weird. There is someone they knocking just... on a door across the hall, just repeatedly. Please don't say, please don't say that. No. I have to sleep tonight. No, it's like someone trying to get... Did you oh hear god, that? I heard it. <laughs> oh my god, I hate it. I think it's like my neighbor. I hate it. I want to pretend that didn't happen. I'm about to go get my roommate and have her like sit in here with me. No, I hear the person. She's like just trying to get the person to like wake up or something. It's a ghost. It's not a ghost. <laughs> okay, so a lot of people didn't believe um, the children's, but the Warrens showed up and believed them completely. And believed demonic um, presence was present. Nice. <laughs> Not nice. There was a demon in the house. Oh. Um, so that's that's all I'm going to say about the infield poltergeist. So there you go. Thank you. Um, but I'm glad it's over. There's still one more that I'm going to oh. talk about. <laughs> but it's okay. not nearly as scary. Um, it's not an evil it's not an evil presence. It's okay, that's good. Uh, un unevil. What's the opposite of evil? Un- good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this wasn't um, part of my original list, but uh, do you know the new movie um, called uh, The Nun? I saw it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Cool. Well, um, here are the events that inspired it. Um, it's definitely The Nun. It's definitely not based on these experiences it's just kind of like Uh loosely inspired yeah um it's not evil or anything it's just a nun okay so in the 1970s uh the warrens investigated the borley church after reports of bells ringing without warning rumors of a headless monk that was uh writing some cryptic messages on the church wall i don't know uh what he was writing but they were cryptic all right 
um, a ghostly nun walking around at night, phantom organ music, and ghostly chanting. Um, so they ended up encountering the nun, uh, who was apparently buried alive in a brick wall after having an affair with a monk. <gasps> so they buried her alive in a brick wall. That's creepy. In a brick wall. Okay. That didn't happen in the nun. Well, it happened IRL. Oh. Um, so. I thought you said it wouldn't be evil. It's not evil. She's not, oh. she's not mad. Oh, I would be. Yeah, no, me too, but. Um, so. I have another picture in front of me that I'm gonna describe to you. Oh. It's not that creepy. And it could be easily mm. explained away, if you want. Okay, okay, sounds good. Um, it's very vague. So, to describe this picture, it's a fuzzy red and purple picture because they use infrared to take uh-huh. all these pictures. Um, and in the middle of the photo, there's this red figure. Um, and it's just kind of like the nope. top half of a person, and then the bottom nope. half like fades out. No um, and the head definitely has like a headdress on, like the like nuns wear. Um, the head is... A habit. A habit, yes. Thank you. That's what it's called. You're welcome. Um, but it's not like the big thing. It's just like the... It's the casual Yes. Thing. Yes. I know what you're okay, talking cool. about. Yep. It's definitely not a called a casual habit. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe it is. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, the head... I started watching The Keepers and they were talking about it. I'm sorry. It's a really good documentary. Yeah, series. I know. My um, professor recommended that to us um, not that long okay. ago. Okay. So the head is, like, bowed and then the hands are, like, in prayer, you know? And, like, below the bowed no. head. So it's definitely... If it is if it is a ghost, it's definitely a nun. That's crazy. But it's very fuzzy and it could be easily as- explained away as just, like, a smudge. Um, so when they entered the church, Lorraine said to the group, quote, I feel the presence of a nun in this church. And guess what? That's what she said. Um, <laughs> is it really? <laughs> so, uh, like I said, this experience isn't, um, a hundred percent based on, or the nun isn't a hundred percent based on this experience, um, because the nun wasn't an evil presence, um, but it was definitely like inspired by it right um lorraine is currently 91 years old um ed died in oh dang. yeah ed died in 2006 um but she is still kicking um she doesn't do like like uh investigations really anymore but she's still pretty active like in this community good for her yeah um but due to some health issues she was unable to see the nun um, but her son-in-law, Tony Spera, says, quote, I think she would have enjoyed it because she and Ed used to say that any movie that portrays evil as real and the devil as real is good because it warns people that the devil exists and not to dabble in occult practices. Wild. Yep. Um, that's it. I'm not going to go. I have. I do have a third um, haunting that I could talk about, but I'm not going to because you are. You're not going to? No, because you're scared. I mean, I'd let you. It's fine. Are you sure? Yeah, I don't have that much information on it anyway. It's just the one about the conjuring. Oh, my sources. Let me tell you my sources in case any people in... Anyone doubts you. Or mainly just if anyone wants to research because Uh, I only skimmed the surface of what they've done. Um, So Wikipedia, of course, um, allthatsinteresting.com, esquire.com, uh, csicop.org and the absolute best source was warrens.net so like their personal nice. uh, website That's um, cool. you can also like buy um, lectures about this kind of stuff um, not that they did because they're too old and one of uh, them's dead but like um, yeah. their children are very into this community that's as well. pretty cool yep. is that like demonology lectures like is that what that would be um i don't know it was like a bunch of different ones i can like kind of pull it up like they were just like a bunch but like i couldn't like watch them because you had to pay for them right i mean i can't even give you a box of mac and cheese for getting all the marvel comics and much less i'm not about to pay 30 dollars for a lecture on 30 dollars something like that 
I mean, I'm pretty sure I pay more for each lecture I go to. Yeah, you definitely college, do. But there's also like a museum with um a bunch of stuff from their things. Like um the Annabelle doll is there. Ooh. Um, let's see. Lesson one: Earthbound spirits. Lesson two: Devils and demons. That's it. And they are nice. they're twenty dollars. That's not as bad. No, or you can rent That's them. Really cool. So you can rent them for five ninety nine. No, but I want to watch it forever over and over exactly. again. So yeah, um, the so Warrens dot net, W A R R E N S dot net is the best source that I use. There's so much information. It's nice. great. Um, Lorraine was a very, she still is a very very interesting person. Um, it was hard to find information just about her though because her life has been since she was 17 years old um connected with ed and they've kind of done everything together but that doesn't make her any less of a incredible interesting woman right that's so cool yeah she's killing it she is well not actually she's not doing any of the killing she's just investigating the the aftermath of killings on every level but literal exactly Exactly. I could definitely be friends with her. I would love to, like, sit and have tea with her. She's, like, you know, like, those videos of, like, grandmas who, like, say unexpected things? Like, very un-grandma things. Like, I feel like she's full of those. Like, she... Like, and it's just, like, like, stories of, of... like... Like ghosts of kids and stuff. Oh my gosh! And like like grandma, we're trying to have exactly. Oh my down? god, an actual dream. Maybe maybe I can <laughs> snag an interview with her before she kicks the bucket. We can that's have her as a guest. Oh my god, that's a dream. Oh, there's also an episode of um, and that's why we drink, which is a favorite podcast of mine. Um, I don't remember what episode it is, but if you're interested, you can figure it out yourself. Um, Thanks. where, um, they talked about the infield poltergeist, and it was incredible. So, yeah. That's cool. I won't listen. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah, no, every episode. I've listened to a few of their episodes, though, and it's really Oh, cool. yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we listened to them in the car together. Did we? I don't remember. Yeah, we did. We've listened to at least We've listened together. to a lot of podcasts together, I feel like. Yeah, we have. I'm really sick it's of cute. That. You're my podcast buddy. Oh, we, we went different directions with that. Oh. I said I'm sick of you. Uh, um. Uh, okay, bye. It, I'm not sick of you. I haven't seen you in so long. I guess long. I could have been friends with you, but now. Oh, no. Now I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, no. How, how can I win you back? Mac and cheese? Could you be friends with my person? Of course. Marie Laveau? 100%. I mean, she's not, like, my person. But, like, <laughs> you own her? She's, That's she's so... who I brought to the table today, to the Skype meeting. To the Skype meeting. I would... Right next to me? I would here. love to be friends with her. I would love to hang out with her. Pet snake zombie. I want to... All the gossip. I want to know I just... everything about every single person in town. Yeah. I want to go to her house and have a sleepover. Let's do it right now. That's so it's, no. it's not that. I would I would love to hang out. I'd love to meet her for somewhere else that's not her house. Okay, well, maybe if we can get Lorraine to go to her house, it could be like the ultimate crossover episode. <gasps> we can all have a meeting together. Like she can talk. She can be like the translator <gasps> oh between us. And we can and Marie. And we can do an interview with the Voodoo Queen and Lorraine Warren. Wild. That's wild. Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. <gasps> All right, confirmed. All right, cool. Let's... Now we just have to track down Lorraine. She is not available for um, public appearances. I saw that on the website, so that might be difficult. Well, but if we tell her it's 4 a.m. for a podcast, I think she'll be yeah, all I over think, it. Yeah, I think that'll change her that'll mind. That'll change her mind, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, well, do you have any closing remarks? Um, this was very fun. I had so much fun, so fun. researching. Me too. I have a very long list of creepy women that I wanted to do. Um, we have so many more Halloween. Do we? We don't know that. We have a we have about twenty of them before the Earth ends. <sighs> That's a lot. I don't give us that much time. I give us um, two more years tops. Tops. <laughs> I mean. TBA. We'll, we'll see. Well, I mean, I mean, all we can do is sit back and wait. 
and vote. Vote and recycle. I'm going to go ahead and say it. Vote and recycle. Vote and recycle, everybody. If you're not My... old enough to vote, you're old enough to recycle. So to recycle. At least recycle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And if you're old enough to vote, then you're definitely, definitely old, old enough, enough to, to recycle. recycle. Come on, there's no excuse. Do you know how many times mm, me and my mom piled so much recyclables into the back of her car to drive them to the recycling plant? Because that's what we had to do before we lived in a city where they come and pick it up. They come and pick it up. It's wild. We used to have to drive it ourselves. You have no excuse not to recycle or to vote unless you're too young. Or you're a felon. If you have time to listen to a podcast, you probably time have time to recycle or vote or vote or both. Do it. Do them simultaneously. At the same, recycle your ballot. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't Sign do it that. immediately. Put it in the <laughs> don't trash. <do> that. <laughs> Please don't do that. Are ballots um, paper? Are they not like computers now? I think it cha- I think it depends on the district. I some think you're are right. Computers, some are punch holes, some are paper. What about the hanging chads? Did they fix that? What? The hanging chads. <laughs> Excuse me. You don't know about the hanging chads? There was like. Is it like a bunch of chads? It's like whisper the name of who you want to. No, vote I don't for. remember. And they just like... remember how many. I don't remember what election election it was, but it was like the punch hole thing, oh, and then like they were like well, hanging. Yeah, that's why they're like being phased out, but they're definitely still around. Oh, okay. I well, this will be my first time voting in the midterms, so same. It'll be my first experience same. voting. So everyone, go vote in the midterms and True. don't recycle your ballot, but recycle everything. Don't else. recycle your ballot. Recycle everything else. Your children, your laptop. <laughs> Throw them recycle in the recycle. Them. Well, that doesn't have to. You can just reuse them and that's recycling. Yeah, reduce, reuse, recycle. It all comes down to, to that. Yep. Unless you're in Louisiana, don't recycle glass. Really? Yeah. Isn't that dumb? We go through so many beer bottles here. We can't recycle glass? Not in most places. There might be some places... I know here we can take them to the Tulane Glass Studio and they can reuse them. That's really cool, but I'm not about to drive to New Orleans. I don't have anything glass anyway. Yeah, no, neither dry, except for, like, salsa jars, but I use those for jarring things. Yeah, exactly. You need jars. I reuse. Reuse your glass if you can't recycle it. This has gone on for way too long. I think they got the point. We've been talking about recycling. Vote, recycle, and that's it. That's it. We didn't have to go on for so long about voting and recycling. Just do it. Okay. Okay. Well, then. Okay, please. Quick, bye. I don't know how to end this.